everybody. Get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. This is the start of our 11th year on the air. Uh, But before we get going, we want to stop for a minute because Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to do a happy go lucky food and wine show with all the craziness that's happening in the world and we want to send out love and support and condolences to the members of the tree of life uh synagogue congregation in pittsburgh Mm -hmm. and to everybody really immediately and in the past who's gotten hurt by people who can't seem to express themselves except through violence so um uh lots of love to you guys and if you're unhappy or angry about something just talk about it don't talk to somebody and and Take your AR-15 and throw it in the river. Yes. So good good having said that, we've got a great show today. So uh, I didn't know this. I live. We live in Montgomery County. Between 1939 and 2015, the county lost um, almost three-quarters of its farmland. Um, and I mean, it's not surprising. No, it's not surprising with development and all that. But, I mean, it's a huge loss. And uh, a group of citizens and farmers and politicians uh, got together and, and developed a concept for the Montgomery County Agricultural Preserve. Uh, and we've got uh, Claudio Cousalas and Ellen Letourneau, or Letourneau, as she pronounces it, but I like the French, who are not only involved with the preserve, but who wrote a stunning book stunning. Uh, called Bread and Beauty, A Year in Montgomery County's Agri- Agricultural Preserve. And it's a cookbook, and it's a history of the preserve, and it's a... Okay, it's, we can get into that when right. we introduce them, because we have other people oh, to talk about being on do, the show, right, and we're right, going to still right, be here, right, and the show right, will be right. over. All right. Mission Navy Yard is a, a huge bar and restaurant that's now open from Nats Park. Uh, Fritz Brogan and Chef Roberto Hernandez are in. They're going to tell us all about it. Mm-hmm. Are you guys ready? They look They're ready. ready. They look ready. All right. So, according to the National Restaurant Association, African Americans make up only 8% of restaurant owners and about the same share of restaurant managers. So, the industry and the community and patrons are across the board kind of need a wake-up call. Absolutely. And the wake-up call is going to come from November 4th to 11th with Black Restaurant Week. There's a range of events and activities uh, that uh, are going to... And it's here in D.C. It's it's very exciting. Here in D.C. It's actually, Mm -hmm. there's more in cities around the country. But Dr. Erin Tucker, she's a professor at Georgetown University (laughs) and director of the university's global hospitality leadership is in. Chef uh, Farrard Tate who is a cool dude. I was talking to him before the show. He handles training and mentoring and teaching job skills for folks who want to break into the hospitality industry. Uh, They're in, and also Grey Goose Ambassador and Cultural Curator. That's a... Say that fast. Uh, Earl Alicia Richelle. Is it Richelle or Riquel? Richelle. Richelle. I'm doing it right. Uh, She's uh, she's got a sort of a, a, a conceptual uh, approach to fusing culture and style and entertainment, uh, and she's going to tell us all about that. That's also part of uh, Black Restaurant Week. Um, Mega Rolls founder and food truck entrepreneur Megan Baruti is in. Mega Rolls is, was named a top five. Two, it's Meg Rolls. Is it Mega Rolls? Mega. It's Rolls. What could be mentioned? Meg Rolls. Meg Rolls. I've got a, a I've got a peach and spitamin. There we go. <laughs> Anyways, Meg's in. She's got a brick and mortar place. She's got a food truck. She's an award winner. We're going to be talking and uh, she wraps and everything in egg rolls. rolls. I Meg- think you're missing the point. It's going to well, be delicious. Yes. Okay. There. Okay. And last but not least, 
Can we talk about our bar cart? Let's sure, hear it. Sure, sure. I mean, Eric uh, Koslick is a D.C.-based cocktail entrepreneur and educator. He's CEO of Modern Bar Cart, and uh, it's a cocktail platform that helps home bartenders and industry pros make better drinks. And that's what we need. We do. Everybody We've got a huge a bar at home. Look at this gorgeous thing he made already. Okay. Well, how, why do you have it and I don't? It's for both of us. That ain't sharing. right, Eric. Okay, All relax. Right. So let's first go to Mitch Berliner from Central Farm Markets. He's on the phone. You guys in the studio won't hear him. That's probably a good thing because he's loud. Hi, Mitch. Hi. There good it morning. is. Tone it down. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. How are you? All right. Well, you can see how I am. Did you get my photo? There, uh, kids. No, uh, we've got many of the vendors dressed up here. Uh, oh, it's Halloween. That's right. Yeah, and we've got people who brought some uh, sheep to the market, and it's really a lot of fun. And you know, some, kids some what to costumes. the market? We have oh. a live sheep. Oh. That's yes, nice. Yes, we do. Does this sheep and say Mitch like that? <laughs> no, actually, no. it says Ba. And, oh, Ba. Um, the sheep okay. Is dressed up as, uh, with one of the farmers. Oh, how fabulous. So, um, oh, yeah. We, we try to get into That's kinky. For Halloween, and we always have kids' activities. We have the kids today at Mosaic Central Farm Market and the Bethesda Market painting pumpkins. It's all free. They go home with a little pumpkin. They decorate. We have paints. We have, like, sparkles. We do all kinds of fun things. I love that you have these um, sort of activations and extra programming for kids and adults alike. You, know, you always have music. You know, aside from all the fabulous farmers and their wares, you always have all these other things happening that people can get engaged with. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times it takes, like, uh, I, I see people and they've been here for a couple hours, and I usually say to them, are you still here? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing? They're having fun, enjoying their neighbors and all the activities and the food and the music, etc. Are but, you guys? Uh, so, are you guys getting prepped up though for like the big holidays, like Thanksgiving? Are we ready to start oh, talking about that? Like, what about turkey ordering? You. What exactly. do we got? Exactly. Thanks for that segue. So, mm-hmm. what we have? I'm very is, good at uh, these next things. Week, um, we're going to have our Thanksgiving blog and ordering. You can not only get fresh live turkeys, but we even have a fellow with a huge smoker. We're going to have smoked turkeys for the Yum. first hundred people to put their orders in. Mm-hmm. Smoked ducks, if you want them. Uh, all kinds of pies. So all of our farmers Yum. and uh, specialty food makers will be listed, and you can order online in advance. So stay tuned at uh, Central farmmarkets.com All right. It will be on and the We will start reminding people right away about that. Thanks, Matt. And you got to connect with the people from the Montgomery County Agricultural Preserve. They're nodding, so yes. it's perfect we'll for you and your together. farmers market. Exactly. All right, bud. Thanks. Thanks, right. Mitch. Well, thank you, guys. You have a beautiful day in the neighborhood. You too. Take care. Eric. Bye-bye. Step up to the mic. Step up, pal. So, Modern Bar Cart. How, how did all this happen? What's it mean? Uh, so Modern Bar Cart is the evolution of the first company that I started with my, co- my co-founders, Ethan Hall and Russell Gehring, back in 2015. Mm. That was Embitterment Bitters. Uh, you may be familiar with uh, the aromatic orange, lavender, and chocolate bitters that have been selling really well here in D.C. and the Mid-Atlantic for the past couple years. Yes. Uh, and when I went full time after the business grew to a point where it couldn't be a side hustle anymore, um, it was pretty apparent that we needed to do a couple things. One was uh, to really double down on education, which has been always just really important to us, educating people about cocktails and home bartending. And the other thing was to um, start trying to expand beyond just cocktail bitters. And uh, we can definitely talk about some of the cool things that we've done uh, to that end later on in the episode. 
Cool. All right. So what are some of the things that you instruct people with? Like, how does it work? Uh, so we have an amazing home bartending podcast. Uh, episode 72 dropped this week. So cool. uh, that's a weekly home bartending podcast where we interviewed distillers, bartenders, cocktail authors. Um, I'd say about 70% long form interview content and the rest of it. Uh, we do deep dives on topics that really help people do uh, awesome things at home. So, for example, we recently did a uh, fat washing episode where we talked about this art and science. I of do fat that every washing. morning. He does. It's true. <laughs> He's not lying. So, uh, yeah, so that that's kind of a, a taste of our podcast. And, um, you know, we're, we're out doing a lot of events, especially during the holidays where we're always out uh, talking to people about cocktails. We were just at Taste of D.C. this weekend doing some demos and uh, selling our uh, awesome cocktail mixers. Cool. All right. What did you make? Uh, so the first thing we have here, we're featuring the Embitterment Heritage Collection today. Mm -hmm. uh, so the first thing you have is a liquid gold gin and tonic. Uh, it's made using our liquid gold ancient trade bitters. Okay. And these are our tribute to the spice trade. So they've got Malabar black pepper, Himalayan sea salt, turmeric and saffron, which makes it bright yellow. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's got a bunch of other and amazing for Indian you, spices. Yeah, it's really delicious. It's a beautiful um, gin and tonic. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. Well, everybody drink up. <laughs> and let's talk about bread let's and beauty. Let's talk to Claudia and Ellen about bread and beauty. So let's talk, let's talk about the preserve in the first place. Why preserve the preserve? <laughs> Uh, well, back in the 80s when they set this up, uh, the planning board realized that there was room in Montgomery County to have both development and farmland. So why not do that? And some of the benefits of it are incredible. There's, um, it protects our water supply. It provides local food. It provides a lot of jobs and income to people. P you often think all the jobs in Montgomery County are in 270 or Bethesda. Sure. There are, there's a lot of work going on out well, in the reserve. Well, who gets to farm the land? How does that work? Yeah, how does the preserve, what is the setup of it? Well, it varies depending on um, who the farmers are. Some farmers are working on land that they've inherited with their families, mm -hmm. from their families. Others are landlink farmers. Right. Uh, Montgomery Countryside Alliance and other advocacy groups help farmers um, get set up on land and connect with landowners because land in Montgomery County is fairly expensive. Right. So if you're a new farmer oh, and want to get started. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. So there's avenues for it's like a matchmaking service. If you want to uh, get on farmland but you can't afford to buy in, you can get linked up with a landowner and do your thing. So... Where did the idea for the cookbook come from? Did you? I mean, you guys are clearly busy and doing real preserve work every day. Did you just say, "Gee, we have an extra ten minutes"? Let's. This book is amazing. It's, it's a, so beautiful, but yeah. it's such Thank an you. important story that you're telling. I mean, not only are you telling uh, about these farmers and people who are working, you know, because it's not just. I think when people hear farmers, their heads go different ways. Some people think husbandry. Other people think, you know, growing plants or, or vegetation of some sort, but you have all sorts of things going on on this preserve. And I think it's very important to share that with people. Yeah, I think you hit it. You know, it's you can do um, urban farming and rooftop farming, but when you have 93,000 acres of contiguous land, all kinds of things can happen. Mm -hmm. Farming, recreation, uh, respite, Animal animal rescue. So that was um, part of what we wanted to show is, right. is all the variety that's out there. And how did you come up with the recipes for the book? Because they're really, you have, it's a very interesting cookbook for the kind of recipes that are in there. And I mean that in a very positive way. Not like, oh, this is interesting. I mean, seriously. She doesn't like, mean weird. No, I mean, like, you know, there, 
you you talk about using whole products, <clears throat> carrot tops, for example. You know, you use everything. Uh, that's available, which I think is very much the farmer's mind, like nothing goes to waste, right? Waste not, whatnot. So how did you guys work with that in the book? Well, I think um, we tried to do a pretty sweeping thing with this book, and we actually had to leave some things out because there's so much to say about the mm-hmm. diversity of cuisine. Book number two. Yeah, number exactly. Two. <laughs> well, there, it, the county is incredibly diverse in, in many kinds of ways. We wanted to reflect that. We wanted to reflect that there's an international community here, mm-hmm. and so that we could draw from all kinds of different traditions and highlight that. But uh, but you can eat very very well in Montgomery County throughout the year. You know, mm-hmm. people are raising. Uh, food and animals, and uh, it it My just has chickens. Right, there's a lavender show. farmer out there. You can use lavender for culinary use. Sure, and, and yeah. So again, but like, so let's talk about some of the recipes because I want people to really have an understanding of because you brought in all this beautiful food today. Right. Well, you mentioned um, eating root to tip and on the plate there is our um, carrot sticks that are fermented and fermented food is a living food. So they may be more or less zingy Mm -hmm. depending on, you know, uh, how long they've been in the fridge. Fermented foods right now, that's like such a buzzword for your gut health and everything. But they're they're good for you, and it's a way to preserve the food and uh-huh. actually add value to it, make mm-hmm. it better for you. And then we also use the carrot tops to make the pesto, the carrot top pesto. That's Which something is delicious. Good. <laughs> That's delicious. something you throw away, though, right? Right. So we didn't want um, we didn't want that to go to waste, and so that was part of it. Another part of the of developing the recipes was um, one of the farmers told us she can give away basil and tomato. All day long. Mm-hmm. But get people to pick up a kohlrabi, that's a bit of a challenge. Okay, wait, I'm going to stop you there yeah. because that's a very good point. But we're going to take a quick break. And when okay. we come back, let's talk about some of these more unknown vegetables or vegetables that people just don't know what to do with or, sure. or even parts of meat that people don't know and what to do with. we can talk about Carrot Top the Comedian, too. No, <laughs> we can't. We're not doing that. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a minute. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to Claudia Kousselas and Ellen Letarno. Mm-hmm. Pretty well done, don't you think? <laughs> uh, talking about their great cookbook, of, Bread and Beauty. needs a lot of, like, yeah, affirmation. Yeah. Right. But I do it to myself, so <laughs> right. don't worry it's about okay. it. It's um, and, okay. And, I mean, when you got all these recipes, mm-hmm. first of all, where exactly did they come from? Are they from the farmers, from We developed them. We talked to people out there. Some of them are stu- uh, uh, inspired by the history out there. And who did the taste testing? Did you make every <laughs> one of them? And We had some wonderful help out there with taste testing dinner parties. Oh, so it fun. was a lot of fun. Call me sometime, baby. We will. <laughs> now, what about going out there? Can people, what is it like? Can you just can you yeah, go tour it? Can you go meet the farmers? How does it work out there? There it is. Oh, Ellen let's see. Big map. Let's yeah. see. Fabulous. A, we have a big map. The county does a good Thank job you. having farm glad. tours in the summer and in the fall. Um, we have a map that people can get. It's an explorer guide. They can go to our website and find out. What's the website address? Let's make sure people get it's that. It's breadandbeauty.org. Okay, great. And if you can't spell that, forget it. Okay. <laughs> no, but that's terrific because I think it's. I, I think a lot of people are very interested in these kinds of experiences and seeing where their food is coming from and talking with farmers I mean, and if, having a better understanding. If you're going out to pumpkin pick and pick your apples and all that, this is that on steroids. This is <laughs> that's exactly. right. That's right. Okay, that's so right. now let's tell everybody where they can find you both because you're going to be doing a lot with book this book. Signings. We'll be doing events all over the county and the region. Um, one that uh, people in D.C. would we'd love to come to is uh, November 8th at Politics and Prose mm-hmm. Union Market, their new store. Yes. We have um, uh, dining experiences out in the resort. On November 3rd with Slow Food DC. Fabulous. And if you go to the website, you can find out more. 
Excellent. Yeah, and all the local farm markets as well, including Mitch's. Right, so you'll be at Mitch's too. I love that. Great. Thank you both so much. And again, it's a really beautiful, beautiful book with really terrific recipes. But more importantly, the stories are really what's what's engaging. And um, it's an important story to be told. So I thank you both for sharing it with us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. All right, let's go back to Eric and Modern Bar Cart. Eric, this drink is killer What's Eric, in here? i am I glass obsessed so these glasses are stunning yeah pro tip to anybody out there who's looking to up their glassware game you can go to antique shops that are maybe not so much so in, we in live the on city. Anti- right off of antique row in kensington yeah i have a ridiculous if you slam the front door of our house everything goes breaks. like this everything goes like this <laughs> i have an yeah. incredible glass so, so i picked up these glasses are part of a, a punch set there's six of these little uh glasses they've got this sil- silver rim that came with this beautiful uh footed stirring picture uh, and i got I them for like it. 20 bucks for the whole collection I know. So it was all right amazing. but what we put in here so you you're enjoying uh, a japanese martini featuring nika mm. coffee whiskey it's it's a beautiful japanese expression and then we've got of course our capital line vermouth to uh shout out to cat who makes yeah, that she's amazing uh we enjoyed also green hat gin in the in the gin and tonic we just had but uh uh the last ingredient here most importantly for this show is the iki japanese bitters and uh we make these bitters with real wasabi Okay. Uh, we get it flown in from the Oregon coast, which is one of the only places in the U.S. where they have the correct cl- climate to grow it. So shout out to Jennifer, our wasabi farmer. Mm-hmm. Other things in there are She's shiitake mushroom, green tea, seaweed, sencha green tea, ginger, and sesame. Wow. So it's that kind of a so taste cool. of Japan. When we come back to you, I want to talk a little bit more about bitters and having a better understanding. Because you use so little of them in your drinks, right? It's just a... It's just a just a dropper full a drop or a few two, dashes. Right? Yeah. So I'd like to talk about how they're so potent um, and, you know, given how little that you use. But we'll of come course. back to you for that. And then we'll Sounds talk great. about why I'm so bitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 All right. We can't help you with that. So, but I'm not bitter about our next two guests. Mm-hmm. Fritz Brogan and uh, Chef Roberto Hernandez are Hello in there. from Hello. Mission Navy Yard, which is the humongous... New spot, relatively new spot, across the street from Nat's But it's Stadium. one of many. It's not their only no, no, property. Well, I, do you want me to name Hawthorne and uh, Thank you. Mission DuPont Circle? Sure. Fritz is a busy guy. <laughs> so, Fritz, tell us uh, a little bit about the concept. Sure. The uh, mission concept in general. Sure. Uh, so Mission Navy Yard uh, opened in, in July. Uh, mission DuPont opened about five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we try to combine you know, great Mexican food Beautiful. with a fun environment uh, and a great bar scene. Our kind of uh, company motto is it's more fun to... Uh, to, uh, to drink it, uh, to eat at a bar than it is to drink in a restaurant. Uh, so we always try to create first a really fun bar scene, a uh, couple of the really great dining. Experience. I wish I'd said that. I like that. <laughs> but is your background in restaurants? Uh, no, no. I actually was an attorney and worked in politics. But I what is it about attorneys opening up restaurants? No, all, they, 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 they all they they all like, I got to open up a restaurant. Every attorney we know says, "God, I wish I'd been a veterinarian." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I always bartended on the side in college. I went to Georgetown. So I worked at a lot of great restaurants oh. and then decided to uh, do something a little different. So yeah. Oh, are we all dropping where we went to school? Is everybody saying Georgetown? Is that what's going on in here? Well, I guess I won't say Zoom out. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, so, g- give us the concept of the of the place. I, uh, mean, sure. I sort of got it from what you just said, but but can we dive a little it. deeper? It's sure. a huge bar too. Yes, it? yes. We're about twelve thousand square feet. We're directly across the street from National Stadium. We're also about a block from Audi Field, which is where the great DC United will be uh, playing in the playoffs soon. They um, are great now. Yeah. Uh, so we have four large bar areas, a lot of dining space, and we also create a lot of room for private events. Uh, that's a big part of our business. Whether it's ten people celebrating a birthday, you know, hundreds of people celebrating a corporate event, uh, we try to do different events uh, every day of the week. Well, so and, chef, let's talk about your menus so that people have a better understanding. And <coughs> are you doing the menus at both properties or just uh, uh, no, all three properties? At all three properties, okay. 
You are right, right now. We're doing Navy Yard. Uh, the menu on Navy Yard. Uh, we uh, it's it's like a Mexican inspired, but it's not like a uh, uh, authentic not, Mexican. Right. You're you not know? trying to prove something. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. We're just trying to make fun food. You know, people uh, food that people can uh, uh, identify when they read the menu. You know, everybody had quesadillas. Everybody had nachos. Well, everybody I can had identify tacos. these. Once you talk about these, these are delicious. The, those are the jalapeno cornbread. They're pretty good. <laughs> those are actually uh, we like. Are there habaneros sa- in here too? No, no, there's only Fresnos and jalapenos in there. Man, and I took the seeds out, so the kick is not that heavy no it's not heavy at all he's weak so and also and it's also I'm bitter <laughs> about, about being weak <laughs> but it also has uh chihuahua cheese which is like a mozzarella oh i thought you is were milking chihuahuas no 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 i knew i knew <laughs> that was coming right after you know, the thing is, <laughs> i knew that was coming chihuahua a you gotta be used tweezers and b they get very angry so just they're bitter <laughs> But no, it's a chihuahua cheese. It's, it's like a, it's like a mozzarella. That's going to be your funniest comment the whole show. We should just end right here. Right. Sorry, Jeff. But yeah, we serve those for Saturday and Sunday. We're doing brunch. Mm-hmm. We open uh, 11 to 4. We're doing brunch uh, mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday. And the jalapeno cornbread is one of our sides. So mm-hmm. we, not, we we bake it. We brush it with uh, honey on top. And then it's it yummy. It's it great. is really Pretty yummy. Good, huh? So what are some of your favorite things that you're serving at the restaurant right well, now? Well, with those same corn cakes, we do the Mexi Bennies. So it's the it's the ex is the approach of a Mexican approach to the ex Benedict. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we do the jalapeno cornbread, we do the pochex, we do the bacon, and then we do a chipotle hollandaise on it. It's a pretty fun plate. It is fun. Uh, now, well, how do you two work together? Do you let him do his thing? Oh, or yes. I stay out of the kitchen. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah. going to force. Yeah. 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 I'm serious. But, I mean, you have yeah. a vision with your restaurant. Sure. Yeah. So you lay that out to Chef so that he can execute yeah. it. So how does that happen? Uh, sure. So, I mean, he, he's brought him, uh, you know, incredible uh, talent to the kitchen. I mean, the, the food at Mission Navy Yard has been, uh, been, oh, been great. review time. People, people are very happy with it. So we're very lucky to have him on the team. And we also, with this great brunch, we do bottomless margaritas. We think we're the only place, maybe on the whole East Coast, that does bottomless margaritas. So you can come in and enjoy great food. Mm-hmm. Every place says bottomless mimosas. We also do bottomless margaritas. So are you responsible uh, for the alcoholism problem <laughs> in, the, uh, in the general vicinity of the stadium? Well, you said that getting great drinks and being in a place where you had great drinks was very important to you. So yeah. what is the bar program? Sure. Uh, so we have uh, all of our cocktails are on draft, which is pretty unique. Uh, so we have three different cocktails on draft. Uh, we have a Mission Margarita, which is our standard margarita, uh, which is very popular. We have it on draft in, in Mission Dupont as well. We have a Jameson Cider, which is great for these uh, as the colder weather comes in. Mm-hmm. We also have a Tito's Lemonade, um, which is a very tasty drink. But all of our wine, all of our beer, all of our champagne, everything's on draft. Uh, because we do so much high volume being around two stadiums, we want to be able to everything be be very quick and come out fast. Well, well no, but you know that's really interesting. I mean, that is a trend. Yep. It is happening around the country, um, and I think from a value perspective for both the restaurant and the consumer, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But from the cleanup perspective, like changing those lines, and, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work. There are a lot of unique challenges. You know, margaritas on draft, so the sugar and, and, exactly and, 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 it can and, crystallize. Yeah. I mean, yep. there's a lot of who's your beverage guy? Uh, so we use a woman. Uh, we use it uh, for cocktails. Well, yeah, I mean, who's running that side? Um, yeah, so we have, we have a couple different great managers that run that. But uh, we have a very similar beverage program at, at Mission Navy Yard, what we do at Mission Dupont. And then Hawthorne, uh, which is a big rooftop bar on U Street. Um, we also have great cocktails there as well. So, so is it covered? Rooftop, it's that glass-enclosed rooftop, so it can open and close in a minute. Neat. So the weather's nice. We hit a button, it pops open. Uh, if it's bad weather like today, we can we can close it. And well, uh, the practice of the must have been good. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> all right, so I want to talk about, you've got a 150-foot bar 
plus three other bars. And I think yeah. that's a really, just the size of the bar is essential because pre-game and post-game, there's so many bloody people in the area that immediately every place gets jammed. Ooh. But, I mean, get yeah. it. Yeah, there's, there's there plenty of room. There? No, yeah. well, he's got a, he's got a, you know, what is it, a 50 yard long bar? Right. I mean, that's huge. Well, so. it, it kind of goes back to what our, our our philosophy is. We want the bar as a place where when you sit at the bar, you have to talk to people next to you. It sort of forces conversation, it forces communication. We like that. It's different than dining that. room. I'm too good to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> and but do you feel now in that area, especially in Navy Yard, like? Even not on game days. I mean, that area is just We've swell. actually been busier. We've been busier after baseball season, which I think has been shocking. A lot of people right. were kind of expected yeah. it to be slower after baseball season. We have, there's so many residential buildings going in there. There's yeah, new offices every away day. their sorrows, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, It was just no. named one of the top 10 neighborhoods in the world. But, it, yeah, so, it's so, a Navy fabulous Yard's on fire. Neighborhood. They so, yeah. did a beautiful aesthetic there. And what you see is you see a lot of baby carriages and little kids. And That's dogs. really what's so amazing. Maybe yeah. your chihuahuas are walking around there. There's yeah. some dogs with lots of dogs. Because you're angry milk to chihuahuas. We also serve a menu which is great so that there are a lot of people that work in the industry or they're coming home late from work they can come in so to 1 a.m on the weekends and so get what's on that? chef's great food uh, so we have the great quesadillas late night food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we got chicken wings and quesadillas and queso and i mean are they classic the, chicken wings or all, mexican inspired chicken wings? well this one's we do uh it's an ancho agave lace chicken wings that sounds yummy yeah, so we we slow bake them, mm-hmm. and uh, and then when you order them, you just we like my like salivary glands just kicked in. It was just like, and are lots of people in the restaurant industry coming in for that because I mean, you know, it used to be the industry would go to one place because there wasn't it it wasn't as wide as it is now, like Navy Yard, Bloomingdale, Eckington, Shaw, you know, Pencord. I mean. Yep. Georgetown. I mean, there's so many areas. It used to where... just be Old Ebbett Grill. It used to be every every bar yeah. serving in the city would go to Old Ebbett yeah. and get half price oysters until right. 3 a.m. Oh so we, we, we do late night happy hour until 3 a.m. at both missions. Uh, so people can come in and get happy hour priced uh, food and drinks late at night. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're the only place that really stays open late at night Navy Yards. So we have, you know, servers, bartenders, hotel staff, a lot of folks that work, you know, police officers coming in on their shifts. So a lot of different folks that work night jobs that want to come in and get a good meal that's not a you know slice of pizza. Okay, that's terrific. All right, well, let's we, make sure yes. everybody knows where all your places are. Sure. Call it out. Yeah, Mission Navy Yard is located right across from the ballpark. Mission DuPont's at 20th and Q. Yeah, but which side of the ballpark? Uh, sure, so we're right next to the main gates, right where the box office is, so okay. center field gates. Uh, Mission DuPont Circle's at 20th and Q, right next to the DuPont Metro Station. And Hawthorne's right at 14th and U, the epicenter of uh, nightlife in D.C. Absolutely. So. Excellent. Well, we want to thank you both for coming in no, thank today. You for us. Can thank you give us your us. website, please? Sure. Uh, so it's missionnavyyard.com. We also have missiongroupdc.com, which is the website for all three properties. Beats the crap out of lawyering, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not bitter, my friend. Yeah. No, no. We only have one bitter person here. That's all right. All right. This is Nikki and David Nellis. It's Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. All right, we are back on Foodie and the Beast with David, Nikki oh, Nellis, God. and uh, we've got a bunch of guests in here to talk about Black Restaurant Week. Uh, let's see, Dr. Aaron Tucker is director of Georgetown U's Global Hospitality Leadership Master's Program. It's a, it's a mouthful. It is, but it's cool. <laughs> it's great. I mean, you got to have a big brain just to say that. I can't <laughs> uh, Chef Ferrar Tate, is, uh, he provides training and mentoring and teaching job skills in the hospitality industry to folks that need them. And uh, Aralisha Richelle is the Grey Goose Ambassador and Cultural Curator. Uh, who She lives in New York City, but she's working with Black Restaurant Week here. I live she, here now. Oh, you she live here now? Yeah. You kidnapped her. Well, it says living and working. In, yeah, so you, you moved here now. Her. I've moved. Thank yes. God. It's an yeah. improvement on the city, everybody. <laughs> so let's start from the start. and I guess uh, we'll ask our professor. To, I mean, 
why Black Restaurant Week? Absolutely. So we wanted to really create a platform for a lot of small businesses to be able to sustain and support themselves in the DMV. Mm-hmm. Um, just because with this particular segment, they've been there's these restaurants have been so marginalized um, for so long, and now there is this like regrowth of customers that want authentic meals, they want authentic experiences, and we want to make sure that these restaurants are ready. It's but kind I mean, of, well, let's talk about why marginalized first. Right, I mean, because uh-huh. it's a because. I have to be honest, in D.C., like Mm -hmm. when people talk about D.C. restaurants and we have been doing I've been doing this for I've been doing food coverage for 15 years Mm -hmm. and we've been doing this show for over 10. You know, there is not a lot of African-American chefs and people in the restaurant industry that get attention. There we go. That's the key. And And there's so much talent here. There is so much talent talent here. So is that institutional racism or is it what is it? What causes that? Oh. Well, well. I mean, let me dive in. First, I want to say thank you because you created this platform for this conversation to be real, mm-hmm. and we need to have more of it. Absolutely. So I do believe that it's is a lack of connection. One, mm-hmm. when we reach out, food brings us brings us all together. I mean, you mm-hmm. look around this room. Right. So we continue to do this. Well, we have a little more drinks than food. And plus, yes, and plus, plus, totally plus yes. when you come in here, it's free. Hey. <laughs> so we believe that Black Restaurant Week is a way to generate the conversation. Mm-hmm. A lot of persons, the statistics you read at the beginning, a lot of them don't realize that so many of these black restaurants are closing. Like a lot of other restaurants are closing also too. Mm-hmm. So we know that when the customers are, are informed and they realize they have the power to help keep these restaurants open, that the restaurants are open mm-hmm. for everybody. That's why we're inclusive and we're right. really saying that food brings us all together. Mm-hmm. That begins to start the conversation and then the solution comes from our conference. We have an amazing conference that we're doing. At the conference, mm-hmm. we talk about solutions. Okay. Good practices. Solutions for... Sustainability, okay. mm-hmm. solutions for increasing the credibility of these restaurants, mm-hmm. solutions that the customers realize, the engagement process. The knowledge. We, the knowledge. It's mm-hmm. so important. Yeah. So that's where this restaurant week is not just about going eating. We want to sustain all these restaurants. So you want to go online. We want to use the hashtag. When you use the hashtag, when you go to these restaurants, they begin to understand that when the community comes together, we can sustain and support our community. Without a doubt. Do so, people, well, right, go sorry, ahead. No, 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 no. It's well, okay. what about location, location, location? Right. That was going to be question. my next question. Where are they yep. that people are not finding them, I guess is the way to put it. Right. Well, for our platform, it's www.dmvbrw.com. Um, mm-hmm. That's actually our website. But a lot of it is um, directory. A lot of it is social media. Um, it's very different now. There used to be a lot of restaurants uh, back in the heyday. And then just due to time. Um, well, also, been, I mean, we have to talk about what's. Also, has happened. I mean, when we talk about the Navy Yard, it's a great example, right? Perfect. Or the wharf, yeah. right? Or the, yeah. I mean, or U people, Street or H right, Street. U Street, H Street. <laughs> no, like seriously, Ivy City. It's changed. So, a lot of areas where the community may have had restaurants, mm-hmm. they've been squeezed out. That's Buildings right. Buildings have been torn down, That's rebuilt. Right. Taxes are much higher. Well, and it's also that developers don't appear to be offering opportunities to black restaurateurs to come into those areas where they're, you know, I mean, there was a lot of outreach for the wharf to get you know the right people in the right spots, and that makes sense because you know you want you want Fabio Trabocchi down at the wharf because he's a draw, but were they not offering those opportunities to you know to black entrepreneurs and black restaurateurs? Well, there wasn't a platform, and I think that that's what we're definitely creating right with this. So it's just not this week, but it's also for we're going to continue the conversation throughout the year. Well, let's talk about because we have a drink in front of us, and there's a reason for it. So let's talk about our drink for a second. Let's just get stinko. 
Absolutely. Well, Grey Goose is uh, a sponsor with uh, Black DMV uh, Restaurant Week, mm-hmm. so I thought it was really... Oh, my really, God, that's good. Isn't that delicious? So right now you are oh enjoying um, the uh, Grey Goose Espresso Martini, but I'm using La Vanille, which is our new Grey Goose expression uh, for the holiday season. So it has a little bit of uh, Florida Cell, which is how we like to make our Grey Goose uh, espresso martinis, adding that little French touch. Mm-hmm. But we use single origin espresso, um, and then we're using the La Vanille uh, Grey Goose, right, which so. is 100% so now, natural. Our, so, but how is Grey Goose participating mm-hmm. in this week? Absolutely. Yep. So we are uh, sponsoring our uh, cocktail competition, the RR Bowie cocktail competition, that will be happening November 5th. Okay. Um, and that is Bowie, as in Bowie, Maryland, or Bowie? No, R. R. Bowie, as in uh, the president of the Black Mixologist Club from 1900. Oh, cool. So we're, we're so DC has had it. It's just we're bringing the history back. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Where's that, where will that be? That's going to be at Service Bar uh, oh, on U Street. Yep. Exactly. We love Blazing. Yeah. Um, yes. We also are sponsoring uh, cocktails uh, throughout the city with um, our partners who have um, are, are participating in Black Restaurant Week. Okay. I'm going to be doing cocktails with them as well. So let's talk about that. Yes. Who's participating? What does it mean for a participant? How are, is it, is it like regular restaurant week? Like, how's it working? Mm-hmm. So uh, participation, in order to be inclusive, we mm-hmm. wanted to include not only prefix menus, but we also wanted to include uh, coffee shops casual uh, sure. venues. So they're all, they're going to be providing discounts. Okay. Um, so that's kind of the structure. And then what uh, what individuals can do is go in during that week. Mm-hmm. What's the advantage to the restaurant is that for a full year, they're getting a, a membership with RAMW, okay. which they, a lot of them have not, once again, continuing that education. Right. Um, as and well RAMW, as, I mean, Kathy Hollinger is a good friend. And she... They sponsor. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's the bomb. Her yeah, outreach, wrong word. Wrong but word. her outreach is... <laughs> yeah, that was really the wrong word. Yeah. Um, her outreach, though, to all sectors of the community yes. in the industry has, uh, I find it inspiring personally. And they were one of the first. They were one of the first. They were one of the first sponsors. And, and, and really I am not in. surprised. Yeah. Absolutely. Association, Education yeah. Foundation yeah. has Excellent. come to the table. So okay. once again, it's an it's definitely an inclusive uh, a platform. And okay. the Washington Informer Charities, Charities in yeah. Washington Informer. Okay, it's so just, now yes. who, give us some of the names of who's mm-hmm. participating in some of the areas. Mm-hmm. Okay, absolutely. So in D.C., we've got Half Smoke. We've mm-hmm. got um, all the bins. I've got to include all the bins. So right. Shout out to Ali's. Um, we have yeah, Bus Boys and Poe. Sure. That's like my, Andy Shahal. Yeah. Uh, we have Cage Bird. Cage Bird. Mm-hmm. And we really want uh, we people have, to go to our website because yeah, we can see here we have, the website. We really want people to go to the website. So let's say the website again because all of yeah. the participants are on that website and the bios about those participants are there. We also have an app that will allow people to find out where they're oh, located. That's yeah, so that's yeah. being released this week. And uh, the passport. Yep, and the, and passport, the passport. And the so. passport book also too. Oh my God, you guys. There's a lot going on. I have to be honest <laughs> yeah. with you, like considering that this is your first run, yes, first yeah. you have really hit you have an app, the passport. Like you sorry, they've some... got a PhD running. <laughs> I know, I know, but you really hit I mean, everything. And you. then what will be, what's the long term afterwards? So we do and this one week. hashtag so people can track Oh, yes, the hashtag. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, DMVBRW, going along with our website, www.dmvbrw.com. Excellent. And just lastly, mm-hmm. let's end it on, like, what is the long term? Like, okay. what's next? Absolutely. So we're going to be doing a, a quarterly programming. Our first one will be in February. We're going to be focusing on wellness. Mm-hmm. Wellness of the owner, both um, mental, spiritual, financial in this avenue and running a business. How do you maintain 
relationships, et cetera. Not always the number one topic, but every time we talk to a business, they're like, yeah, I we, got it. I bet. <laughs> we, also have a lot of, we also have a lot of data that we want to share with this industry. Yes. We have researched not only customers' needs, like mm-hmm. where do you go eat? How much do you normally spend? But right. we've also talked to a lot of these businesses and asked them, what are some of your concerns? And trained staff is a major concern. Well, that's yes. So I know that's something that you're focusing on, yes. and unfortunately we can't get into no, that today. No. But I love... Time. I would love to have you back in because anybody who's in the DC market, the biggest, I mean, I get text messages every day. Who do you know? What do you know? GMs, AGMs, front of the house, back of the house, wait staff, you know, the hospitality industry, not just here locally, but nationally is in desperate need of trained individuals. So, I mean, if you're ready to roll that, like there are people to support it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. We're loving this opportunity. Uh, yeah. Well, wait a minute, but we're not going to close out without talking a little bit more about this martini. We already oh. talked about the martini. No, no, no. We talked about it. We talked about it. Wait, wait, wait. We just talked about it. No, wait, I'm just trying to... I think we've discussed it. No, I think we haven't. Okay. I'm trying to get my check from Grey Goose. Yes, yes, yes. How can I help? He always has an ulterior motive. like a chocolate drink, kind of. So it's very subtle, which is my kind of... Because I've had martini martinis. and then I've had, you know variations on the theme and I like it because it's easy to drink and it'll sneak up on you I mean that's absolutely and it's perfect for the holidays and it's so easy to make it's like dessert exactly I don't know if there's a way that I can um uh have the recipe for yeah, your... Yeah, you can get it to me. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I will, put it up I will give you the recipe. The it's so easy to make at home. You can batch this for your friends and have beautiful cocktail parties. You Excellent. The and beans. then um, what I'd love is if you would also send me all the events that you're doing Absolutely. for this. So it's, we'll make sure to get that up on the website please. as well. Okay, give Thank you the so much. Uh, website one last time, please. Sure, it's www.dmvbrw.com. Excellent. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Here's the example. Go to school, kids. Okay. <laughs> Rolls. I'm going to have you come right up to the mic over there. Everybody can stay seated. We'll just make life easy. All right. So let's talk about Megan Baruti because her her Meg Rolls were named a top 25 you, you, top 25 food truck by Washingtonian. Yep. Mm-hmm. You were featured in Southern Living Magazine as some of the uh, under some of the South's most inventive meals, and you were named best food truck this past summer by Northern Virginia Magazine. So you must be rich. Why don't you just retire now? Oh my God. If I would have known all this was going to happen, I I don't know if I would have started all this. No, so it, how I'm did you obsessed. start Meg Rolls? Well, Where did that come from? Uh, it was all sort of based on a dare. I was sort of I was courting a gentleman, um, and I was trying to woo him with food. We're both bartenders. Wait a minute, Nikki, are you hearing this? <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, I see your stomach. No, you wooed me. She wooed me with food. Yeah, so we're we're both bartenders by trade, and I used to on my nights off, I used to make him late night snacks. And one night, I made him just traditional Chinese egg rolls, um, and he loved them. And I mean, was sh- that something you? Did because like not a lot of people just make egg rolls. You, it's I'm a, a weirdo. That's a lot of work. I, it is. I as you can see, I like to make tedious, high maintenance yes, food. It looks I'm an that I'm way. an artist. I went to college and I'm a I'm I graduated with a painting degree. Okay. Um, so I'm just kind of this creative weirdo, I guess. Um, but uh, I made him Chinese egg rolls one night, and uh, he was like, "These are great, but I want you to take that chicken parm that you make." He's an Italian guy. Okay. Um, and wrap it in a wonton. Are and we see still what with happens. this guy? I'm just curious. Good lord, he's still with me oh, after all that's these years. Nice. Okay. Um, so Benissimo, kind of. Yes, yeah. he's a beautiful man, um, and uh, he's helped me an awful lot along the way. But yeah, that I wrapped my chicken parm in a wonton, and I just got obsessed. And man, my name's Meg. 
Let's Meg see rolls. what happens. You're like, yeah. what am I gonna do? I trademarked the name way back in like 2010. I just I thought I was really onto something here, um, and it turns out I, I think I am. Uh, people. Okay, love so these let's things. just no, explain let's to people. Take pe a break now and come okay. back to Meg and get that out of the way. Okay, okay, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we'll find out more about the process of how you do these things and the kinds of stuffings that you had. And then I think that tray should be coming over this I was way. Say, during the break, we can so, eat all the Meg rolls. Yes. All right. We'll be all back right. in just a sec. Welcome back to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Oh, my God. That looks so good. <laughs> Meg Baruti's here. And these Meg rolls were over on the other side of the table. I couldn't see all of them. What are they? They are unbelievable. Okay. What period. do we got here, Meg? To these. Um, this is the Big Meg. That is a fresher, it. bolder version of a Big Mac and a crispy wonton. Oh, my God. Over here, this is our weekend special. It's the brunch. It's French toast, fried egg, bacon, and Gruyere. And then we have a four-cheese broccoli mac and cheese, which also has Gruyere. Okay, but I just want to stop you, because I have to <laughs> say for the record, I really don't ever, like, just, my jaw does not drop off it. I'm really hard to, like, impress when it comes to the food world. I am completely blown away. Oh, my goodness. Completely. I mean, he's the gusher. I never gush. Oh, wow. Thank I'm you totally very much. I'm totally blown away. Well, that's the chicken parm. Yes, that's the chicken parm. It also has a, a lemon basil ricotta, plenty of cheese in there, mozzarella, provolone, and we make our, our, our sauce in-house. Are you looking at this, Andy? This is the Italian like, hoagie. It's a mortadella, Genoa, ham, provolone, mozzarella, hot and sweets, and a zesty aioli. Buffalo wing. So th this is six of our well over 30 different varieties of Meg rolls. Do you get a lot okay. of stoners in so, your... oh um, my God. <laughs> So let me ask you. So how do you go about producing them? Is the food, like the chicken parm, do you cook it all first, then wrap it, and then fry it? Like, how, how do you do it? I'll fill you in with a, a couple of um, of the details, but I won't go too too deep. you got to um, taste this too. But yes, everything mm -hmm. is pre-cooked on the inside. That allows us to chill everything, and then roll it. It is a tedious process. Mm -hmm. But then the execution, uh, you know... Everybody, please come to again. My, you know, my cooks on the line, they mm -hmm. simply drop it fresh to order. And okay. then it's ready um, ready to go. Uh, we considered doing that, like, hey, let's, let's see if we can... Uh, let people custom build their own. No, no there's way. no way to do that. Mm -hmm. Instead, I've decided to come up with well over 30, if not pushing 40 different kinds and okay. counting. Um, every week I challenge myself to, to come up with something different or bring an old one back. Do you have a Mexican food version? Oh, sure. We have a Mexican chorizo with a roasted corn, roasted poblano, and a should be shipping them over line. to that bar. Yeah. <laughs> we actually do uh, a wholesale um, account with a bar in, on the mm. wharf um, Pearl Street Warehouse. We sell our buffalo wing and our Mexican chorizo there. That makes all the sense um, in the world. But do you worry about people executing your food appropriately? I, yes. Um, but I, I trust those guys. That was through a connection. Um, and that guy has been running um, the Cantina Marina and those mm -hmm. other sister restaurants for a long time. And he's uh, he's been doing a great job with my Meg Rolls. There is no pretty way to eat these. Wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Can we get these from Uber Eats? Yes, you, you can certainly get them from Uber All Eats. the way in Maryland? Um, well, the next step is to open another shop in, in Kensington, Maryland. Maryland. Well, I'm looking at College Park. So what I've learned from uh, the food truck to the storefront in Alexandria is our, our shop in Alexandria is more catering-based, uh, quick lunches, and to-go food. I need to be somewhere where... Uh, there's a lot of late nights. Yep. Uh, Old Town is a beautiful town, but I need to be somewhere where there are people screaming in the streets at three in the morning on sure. a Friday night. Well, yeah. that would be U Street. College and Park. Absolutely. College Park, uh, U Street, Street, 8th Street. 8th Street. They were all looking at all of those areas, and then we'd love to take it, you know, to the East Coast, to the beaches. Um, mm -hmm. And then, I mean, really, the sky's the limit um, with where these can go. 
I want to do whatever it takes to get Meg Rolls to where they deserve to be, which right. I believe is a national They brand. deserve to be in my tummy. Absolutely. So um, I think the catering aspect makes a lot of sense because yes. you can offer so many different varieties, obviously vegetarian. Right. Right. Yeah. So there's so many different ways. And then you have the breakfast option, lunch option, dessert yes. option. This is French toast, fried egg, oh, bacon, and Gruyere. I mean, that, um, there goes that diet. Yesterday, we had a doubleheader <laughs> wedding. And we had two weddings out in Leesburg. Um, it's beautiful. It's one of my favorite things to do because you see these girls in their beautiful dresses. They've had a couple of drinks, and then they start shoving a buffalo wing down their throat and just, like, going to town. Women right. are animals. Yes. And how did, wait, how did Steve Err get into your orbit? Uh, He's you a know, good boy. Actually, I just saw him on the side of the road on my way in, and mm. I just said, hey, you want to come in? He was drunk from drinking these chocolate martinis, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Well, we met uh, back in, I believe it was July. We just had a, a cool conversation, um, and I introduced him to my Meg rolls, and then he brought his wife Leslie in to try him and uh, he said he's like I don't want to offend you here but these are way better than I thought they would be uh, because, I get that because no, it's, a novel, total, it's, it's almost like it sounds like a novelty it's an it is a novelty idea but it has staying power because mm, the quality mm. is through the roof and that's because I got com- like completely obsessed with this 10 years ago mm-hmm. and just got uh, took my hobby and turned it into a passion. Um, no, you turned your passion into your profession. That's right. And that's not an easy thing to and, do. And another thing is is that you can't take this and just put it everywhere right away. I want each chapter to stay connected to the last one because I think another benefit to this really cool idea is that there is a story behind it. And it isn't. it wasn't just created in some stuffy boardroom. Uh, it was created by just a girl who got really just a girl um, who passionate about something like, so i guess my question is is this something i know you do them fresh to order but like let's say i'm thinking like stadium stuff like oh, that yeah. you know I, i'm sure you're way ahead of me on this but so can you prepare mm. them freeze them and then fry them uh, or how does it work so back when it was just me doing all of the work years ago with just the food truck uh, i would freeze these and they they freeze fine um but if we could have uh down the road either you know working with a co-packer or having a, a a commissary where we can produce these things ahead of time. It, it's it's all about staying three steps ahead of the game. Sure. Just making sure that we have enough for the next day and the next day and just keep it flowing mm. and going. Uh, I never want to run out of uh, the menu at the shop. I don't want to run out of our six standards. I, mm-hmm. That's like a... That's that's a no-no for me. Um, but I love watching the specials disappear. Sure. Um, so, yeah. I mean, down the road, high volume is where it's at. We would... On, at the shop, we offer six kinds uh, from the standard menu, but then anywhere between three and six specials daily. Okay. So right. if we were to do a more high-volume area or something like a stadium, mm-hmm. uh, we would have a smaller menu so that we could just execute right, you could a just lot. Execute i got to jump in, ladies, because the show's going to end. Tell everybody where they can find these unbelievable Meg rolls. Well, yeah. to start, uh, we have our shop in Old Town, Alexandria. Um, mm-hmm. It's on North Fayette Street, 107 North Fayette, um, the corner of King and North Fayette. And then... Uh, we also have our food truck. We do lots of catering. We do lots of holiday catering. Anything from a platter for a baby shower to a, a corporate event at the office. You can do anything from, uh, you know, boxes of Meg Rolls to the whole food truck experience. Okay. Um, I so, love it. And please come vis- this visit is us at the shop. so much fun. Innovation. It, it really is. It's it is fabulous. And hopefully you'll see us in another location in uh, D.C. or near College Park uh, soon. sometimes very soon. Right, well, congratulations. Get closer to Kensington. Thank Eric, you. let's come back to you. How do people find you? Yes, uh, so you can find us at modernbarcart.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, more importantly, you can subscribe to and download the Modern Barcart podcast anywhere you go to download audio. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at modernbarcart and uh, check us out on Facebook as well. 
Um, can you tell us about the last drink you make? Yeah, the last like drink that you have in front of you is a tiki daiquiri. Uh, it's featuring lion white rum from St. Michael's, Mar uh, Maryland. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Jamie and Ben who make an amazing product. We've got our yeah. Typhoon Tiki Bitters. Oh my God, that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ooh. I kind of winged that one, um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, how the, good are they when you concentrate? Uh, who knows? Even better. I don't want to unleash that power on the world. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Other things. Other things coming down the road for us. We've got a tasting journal for spirits and cocktails that's launching in about a month. Here, uh, we're very proud of that. We designed it so that people can improve their palates. Uh, we've got a lot of amazing uh, educational <laughs> intro in the front. We've got. Sections for spirits and cocktails. We have a log style approach, so it's really great. Uh, the Kickstarter for that will be dropping next week if all goes well. And then finally, we've got some cocktail scented soaps launching uh, at Emporium. So if you're going to go to wow. that great Emporium event, Emporium with Emporium it. Yum at Union Market mm -hmm. uh, in about two weeks. So if you're going to be attending that event, you can be the first to get your hands on our shower mule or our shower Negroni. Excellent. All I right. love it. Thank you so much. All right. Thank so you. we're going to spend the last uh, couple of minutes of the show with a shameless plug. Our 10th anniversary celebration is going to be a two-hour live broadcast from Blue Jacket mm -hmm. over on the southeast waterfront. It happens the, to be their five-year anniversary. It's their five, fifth-year anniversary, mm -hmm. so we're it's a marriage of purpose here. Mm -hmm. uh, from 11 to 1 on November the 11th. Um, they're coming at this with an amazing special menu. They're $5 beers from uh, 11 to 4, so you'll be fully schnonkered by about 3 o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to have scores of guests uh, from uh, past shows, names you know, and uh, some surprises. And the smart thing to do, because even on a regular Sunday, they fill up. Yeah. So if you want to come to that show, and you better, because I don't want to be talking to a, an empty space. Um <laughs> Yeah, call them for reservations. It's 202-524-4862. If you can't remember that, remember Blue Jacket and check it out online. But I would reserve because we're already getting... Well, it is going to be a special two-hour show. Um, lots of names from the past are going to be coming in. So it'll be a terrific time. And next week, we'll talk about all the guests who will be on air. Uh, we want to thank all of our guests for joining us today. This was a ridiculously delicious show. My hand is stuck with show. maple syrup. I know. Thing. <laughs> stuck to the script. I mean, uh, it was <laughs> really terrific. So we want to thank you all for joining us. It was so interesting and delicious, obviously. And check out everything for Black Restaurant Week from the 4th to the 11th. That's going to be a lot of Absolutely. fun. Absolutely. And next week's show is no slouch either. We're going to be doing a show on travel. Uh, we are going to be talking to Peter Greenberg with great travel tips. And we have people coming in from the different airports to talk about ways to make your travel this holiday season easier. Are they bringing free tickets? No, no tickets for you, my darling. Anyway, so thank you again for joining us. Um, everybody, please be safe out there and have a delicious week. <laughs>